Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast featuring the Crop Doctors. Good afternoon from the Crop Doctors Podcast Studio in Stoneville. Full house this afternoon. Tom's here. Whitney's here. And Trent's here. Good to see you guys. We were just talking about the depth of Tom's musical skill. <laughs> Did not know that Tom was a musician. Doesn't go as far as what you think, folks. I'm impressed. I have a good ear. I have a really good ear, I think. That's what Tracy always gives me I'm a hard time impressed. about, that I can pick songs out and listen to something and tell you just about who it is and tie things together and all the rest of that. But Simon, I knew you had musical knowledge. You're always talking about <laughs> bands and stuff, but I didn't know you had the musical talent to go along with it. Well, oh. I've known you for a long time, and this is something that I learned just in the last I five minutes. don't know if I'd use the word talent. You told Trent that you could pick the saxophone up and play it. Yes. But see, that seems like that is one that you would have a little bit of a shelf life. I mean, I've blown a saxophone before. It's not something you just... Yeah, I would call that a skill. I mean, I yeah. can pick up a saxophone. I can make noise. But that's it. it. Yeah. I don't think I could play it. I'm not even sure. Well, I, I mean, you got to, you, you know, you got to like blow air into that thing, right? To, to even get it to make a sound, right? Yes. Yeah, that's that was my point. It's the buzzing of the reed on the mouthpiece. Yeah, I don't know what yeah, that I means, know. but okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's you know, like a kazoo. You can play a kazoo now or fifty years from now. You can play a kazoo. Who can't play a harmonica? Doesn't mean I'm good at it. <laughs> I can whistle. There you go. I'm not gonna, but I can. Okay. <laughs> Trent and Whitney are here. And and I have today's nebulous question. Okay. And I'm going to hit Trent with it. All right, Trent. Oak tree in your yard. How many leaves do you reckon fall out of that oak tree in a given fall? I have no idea. And I'm going to preface this by saying I have no trees in my yard. Oh, I'm jealous. For oh. that purpose, because I do not like that aspect of it. All right, then we'll go a step further. How many leaves blow into your yard from your neighbor's? Very few. Okay. Because they don't have any trees either. <laughs> I'm jealous. You live in a barren wasteland there yeah. in Starkville? I have two trees. Well, let me back up. I have two trees in my yard that are not part of the landscaping at the house, and one is a plum tree and one is a peach tree. Okay. You know, my parents always talked about hating trees, and I didn't realize it till I owned a house and had trees. Well, it wasn't by design. I w it's not like I cleared them all off. I just bought a piece of property that didn't have any trees, built a house, and then now that it doesn't have any trees, I recognize the value of not having trees. Yeah. Well, and in the side of town you live in in Cleveland, it's a little bit older growth. I have the same issue. Yeah. Older trees, lots of leaves, but I wouldn't trade it for the world because the owl population spectacular. Kind of the coolest part about those old neighborhoods. Well, I can only grow weeds in the front yard because I don't get any sun. Yeah, I have a turf background. I don't tell my neighbors that I worked in turf. I'd like to kill all the grass in my yard and go with gravel, actually, because then it would be much easier to upkeep. I don't disagree with that statement either. But anyways, we digress. We did digress. Sorry. Hey, Tom, throw me a bone. How many leaves? I have no idea. See, when you ask the question, you're supposed to at least have well, you put a me working, on the spot and a said, working answer. come up with an answer. Well, well, yeah, I mean, you could have thrown any number out there. The he wasn't going to know it was wrong. It's probably a lot. Fact. It's a lot of leaves. I'm, I'm about to Google it. I want to know. All right, you check that. 200,000 to one half of a million. There's my answer. That's a pretty big range. Whitney and Trent came to visit with us today because we're just a few weeks away from the row crop short course in Starville. So we wanted to take some time to... Promote that meeting. 
talk a little bit about some of those offerings on the program, give some information unrelated to early registration and some of the more important things about the meeting. Trent, this may be for you, just given the time frame that you've been helping with this thing, but Whitney may know as well. But give us an idea of the kind of numbers we've seen for attendees at the short course over the last few years. The, did we not do it two years, or was it just one year? We skipped 2020. Yeah, so it was just one. COVID requirements yeah, and regulations. Just one year we didn't do it. So what's our trend in numbers been like over the past few years? Well, you take it up to 2019, and it was a continuous upward trend, I think. I, I cannot remember exactly, but we were in the neighborhood of 720 to 740 maybe in attendance uh, in 2019, and then skipped 2020, and then 2021, I believe we had – right at 650 through the door, if I remember right. So, you know, obviously pre-registration numbers tend to be higher than, than the numbers that, that we get with actual attendees through the door. But considering we took off a year, still some, some regulations in place with some things with COVID in 21, I, I, I feel like we bounced back. Oh, for sure. I did Wonderfully. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had several comments from folks, or, or I have had several folks comment, they intended to come, and I don't remember necessarily seeing them there in the past, so there may be some new interest, too, this year from, from folks that haven't participated in the past. Whitney, what's the pre-registration deadline for this meeting, then, for this year? will be November 18th, Friday, November 18th. And where can somebody find that pre-registration information? So there's been, if you have previously attended, you should have gotten an email with a link, or you can go on to the Mississippi Crop Situation blog and there are numerous posts about the short course where you can go in and directly click the link that takes you to the registration page. Which I know we always talk about the blog, and I still get people questioning. Sometimes that's not necessarily the email that's sent to your inbox. You can go to www.mississippi-crops.com and actually scroll down and find that. That is the blog at that specific web address. And there should have been some information in those emails about the short course as well. For someone that wants to come to the meeting, what do they get for the pre-registration? So by pre-registering and your all of your meals are included, if you come to the door and you have not pre-registered, you will be required to pay $40 at the door to attend the meeting. Again, pre-registration is free. That's the, the, big, the big draw to, to getting the pre-registration contact info in there. So, and the cost is nominal. Even if you're planning only at the last minute to come, I mean, the cost is nominal, but the pre-registration certainly helps y'all out on planning and you know planning for meals, space, and and things like that. So uh, the pre-registration really helps. I can sit over here chuckling. Where else are you going to get a steak and shrimp and just you know the general entertainment that you may run into at that location for forty dollars? Well, in three days worth of content too. Right, and CEU credits and everything else that you can obtain at that particular location that's a that's a really good deal for 40 bucks in years past we've always tried to take a topic and kind of highlight it on the first day so historically that morning session of monday has been kind of dedicated to something so last year we did thrive on and we've had a number of topics over right. the years so this year our concentration is soil and water okay so, i didn't know what we called that but yeah, so okay. there will be a number of topics on water, irrigation, and then as well as nutrient management. Aren't those always really hard CEU credits to get then? Yeah, that was the that was really what we were focused on. 
Those seem to be the credits that are least common offered. So I think when, when we all met this summer and talked about our program, that was a lot of the motivation between designing that morning around soil and water. Plus, given where we have been the last 12 months and, and our crop and inputs and costs, you know, fertility has been a hot topic for a while now. And then, of course, with our dry conditions all summer, irrigation has been a hot topic too. So we felt like both of those would fit well. Yeah, I think that's going to work out pretty good timing. Well, and you end up with some good good regional speakers and speakers from without, outside the region, I should say. I'm sorry, speakers from outside the region that will come in and really round out some of those important topics. Yeah, that has traditionally become a goal of, of this event is to incorporate speakers from other states. And, and also, you know, as a result, I think we've even drawn some attendance from other states as well. We have had the last couple of years 10, 12, 14 different states represented between attendees and speakers that, that come here to Mississippi just, just for the Real Crop Short Course. Since you two are the organizers, what, what else is likely to be a big draw from this on any of these other days? So I think one of the things that we've talked about the last couple of years, H2A has been a big point of conversation, and so we were able to bring a couple of people in that will be able to talk a little bit more on those programs, or we have a lawyer coming in talking about ag labor laws. So I think that should be an interesting panel discussion just because it's something that continues to come up. I think addition to to that kind of panel, supply and demand has been a big issue, especially since COVID. And we had the opportunity at MAIC, we had a, they had a presenter on supply movement and freights and so he's going to come in and kind of give his overview of how shipping works you know outside of those topics our group our our internal mississippi state group and we kind of target amongst ourselves who will speak here and and again guest speakers from out of state just to hit on hot topics things that were pertinent this year you know other important things you know there's we have a cover crop talk in there cover crops is a hot topic in most places you go during the off-season. Of course, weed management, we, we entomology, plant pathology, we, we're going to cover the necessary things in that. And then, you know, from the from the statewide perspective, we'll, we'll get a, an overview of, of the year and important things from, from each of the commodity specialists as well. I think it'll also serve as an opportunity. We have some new, new faculty members that maybe aren't necessarily on the program, but we'll have the opportunity to be in front of people so they'll be able to get some face time. And if anybody in the audience wants to have conversations with those individuals, they'll be around as well. Well, and I think that's one of the most unique opportunities when you go to that meeting is everybody's pretty much under one roof for the most part. It's good interaction. It's a good time to ask those specific questions, even if you're not wanting to ask it in front of the big group, but out in the hallway is a great place. I mean, we always end up with having pretty good conversations out there about some things. It's nice to run into some folks. Whitney, just in kind of blocks, tell folks where all of our, you know, like weed science and stuff falls by day, just in case somebody may be planning to come for one day and and not another day. Okay, so starting on Monday, Monday morning, we have that soil and water block. So that'll be from nine to noon. And then after lunch, we'll have our weed science block. So from one until the conclusion of Monday. Tuesday, December 6th, the morning session is entomology, and Don Parker's actually going to give a pesticide regulatory update, so that'll kind of encompass pesticides as a whole. Tuesday afternoon, we'll be talking about supply 
H2A, and then we have some other just best practice management practices in addition to a producer panel. And then on Wednesday, December 7th, that whole morning session will be our agronomist in the state covering various topics within their discipline. With Trent bringing up the rear. Someone has to do it. That's right. It's always been I don't Eric. mind being the guy. It's always been Eric, though, and I say always. Often it's Eric. Often it is Eric. I thought I would give him a break. Give him a break. <laughs> How's sponsorship commitment? Sponsorship, man, it's, it's, it's humbling and overwhelming at the support that we get for this event. So, you know, back to earlier in our conversation, talking about the pre-registration and, and the free event, it's a conference center. There's a lot of food that we're providing, you know, a lot of coffee, drinks, snacks, et cetera. So, I mean, it costs a lot of money to host this event, and we absolutely could not do it without the contribution from these sponsors. So we're still, at this point, uh, finalizing all the, the contributions from all the sponsors. So I don't have a total number yet of, of, of sponsors that we will have for this year. But we have a lot of our usual sponsors, and we have even have some new sponsors that, that this will be their first time participating, and we're thankful for them too. What's the prize for this year's raffle ticket purchase? I don't have the specifics to share today. Just know that we are going to be raffling off a football game weekend uh, next fall, and then we will be also raffling away a baseball game weekend. Uh, so we'll have we'll have tickets for the for each sporting event. We'll also do a couples spa package to go along with those, and lodging as well. So full weekend getaway. So remember, there's only a hundred tickets for each package. So get your tickets early. That's an important pitch to make. Yes, buy them often and early. Related to this, tell folks about the scholarship. It may not, not everyone may be aware of that that's so due to or due to because of this raffle that we've done this will be the third year that we're able to give away graduate student scholarships so depending on our applicant pool so last year we gave away one master's outstanding master's student award so both uh, master's and phds are encouraged to apply from all ag applied disciplines and this year we will be able to to give away two scholarships one to a master's student and one to an outstanding phd and this is all because of this raffle that is it is a big part of encouraging these graduate students that put a lot of time and effort into their programs well one thing i I guess that that i have personally benefited from over the years of 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 working alongside the the rest of our group in this short course is you know, just the number of people that you get to see, the, the number of companies. We have producers, we have retailers, we have consultants. Uh, we have all, all facets of, of our agricultural industry that, that come in attendance. So the opportunity to get to visit with these guys at the end of the year, recap the year, freshen up our energy, learn some things along the way, I think it's just a, a good opportunity to, to do things like that. Well, and schedule-wise, it ends up being a good time of the year. And it's a great place to go and get that last little bit of information on what went on in the field this year and how that may promote and change opportunities for planning for next year's crop. And then the chance to meet with somebody that's there about seed equipment or something else, it's one-stop shop. And you can ask that burning pertinent question in the hallway if you have to. I mean, that a lot of times that's where really great networking and discussion opportunities. I see more phones shoved in my face at meetings like that about, you know, I saw this in the field. What could this be? 
on a regular basis. You know, there's plenty of people that send us photos. We all get those. But I still do some diagnostics at meetings like this because people, it jogs their memory. You know, hey, that's, that's kind of like what you showed in your slide presentation is that what I'm looking at here on my phone. So it's, it's a great way to interact with those of us that do this on a, on a daily basis and ask those questions. I've always enjoyed it. It's not stressful time of the year. You know, if we take this same meeting and the effort that y'all put into it, hosted it, and shift it forward a month to the first week of January, it wouldn't be near as fun for us to, to go to it because, yeah, that, all that other stuff hanging over your head that, you know, is going to come on through the rest of January into February and March like it always does. So for me, it's a good time of the year slower time so you can go and, and have a good time and, and learn something and you know see folks that maybe you just talk to on the phone a lot uh, but you don't ever actually get to get in front of them and have a conversation face to face so trent hold your feet to the fire over and under for through the door on tuesday i know that's kind of our gauge Ooh, on tuesday <laughs> the big day ah <sighs> I'm going to say through the door on Tuesday, there'll be a solid 650. Okay. Whitney, higher or lower on Trent? Higher than Trent. Ah. Okay. okay. I'll take it. I hope so. Tom, you got a number? I'd say higher, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot high. I'm going to say 710. 710 on Tuesday. 710. Bring it. I like it. So is that... Higher than Whitney? Yeah. I was going to say 700. Okay. That was okay. going to be my. I'll go between Trent and Whitney. Trent's going to win the price is right. It's going to be the closest number without going over. So you're going to go 675. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, that's. In we're just talking about Tuesday, Tuesday just, right? Or are we talking yeah, that, about no, through the right. door for the total event? No, that, that's right. Just on, on the big yeah. day, which is. Hey, Tuesday. At one time, Tuesday. How many yeah. people are going to be sitting in there? Tuesday is usually the biggest day of the three. Yeah. I think we're going to be we're back shooting for to the stars. Really I big numbers this year. I think so too. Everyone's welcome. People, people want to be out and about. This is the best meeting to be out and about at. Based on my schedule for the winter time, I, I think we will be back up because I, I seem like I've got more obligations this winter than I had even last year, and, and certainly yeah. you know the year before that when we didn't do anything. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I don't do a great job of putting my calendar together. I try to log some of them in my head, which is a bad thing to do. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. It's only served me wrong a couple of times. Thank you both. I know this is a pretty big topic for us. It's a nice meeting to have. Y'all do a spectacular job. And like I said to Trent earlier, I don't do anything. I just show up. I probably should do a whole lot more. But thanks, Trent. Thanks, Whitney. Good to talk to you about the short course. Thanks, folks. The Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast is a production of Mississippi State University Extension.